Welcome to the Jacob Wayne Show. I am your Jacob Wayne, and with me once again is Arms Beef Balls Are Heavy, Kellen Gibbons. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well. I got Hell yeah. Papa's lasagna. Wait. What? Oh, Papa's lasagna. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Took me a minute. Uh, all right, we're going to get into a bit of a speed round because you got something you got to get to. So, first of all, what you sipping? Oh, I finally remembered to get my sweet fresh squeezed fuck yeah yeah Uh, yeah Yeah, fucking drink it that's the good stuff right there i just barely poured my coffee so it's a bit too hot so i'm having water first there you go it's always a nice thing to do for your stomach oh yeah yeah for sure a little send a little water down before the coffee i heard that a celebrity with their diet they drink a hot glass of water first thing in the morning think you could do that doesn't sound like the worst thing ever but in some ways it's just like how fucking dare you why though does that kick off that would be a thing in china though they like drink their water warm or sometimes hot because they like cold water's bad for you I feel like that's like the same thing as doing like an herbal tea, maybe with like no caffeine or anything, just straight up, just like flavoring some hot water. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think hot water needs a little bit of flavor, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And I don't think there's any difference between that and like an herbal tea. I think it'd be a total way to do that same thing. Yeah, but that's me and my Western medicine, you know. We're all wrong over here. It's all (laughs) genius over there. Yeah. Uh, all right let's get it moving we won't do any food chatting today since we got a kind of restricted time frame so we will get right into uh bad news good news if i can find the thing uh this is an old there's another thing why don't you tell me about food while i get that i want that drop <laughs> um well, let's see i think the best food i've had in the last little while i'm house sitting so i'm little little town out north where i usually am what town in richmond now for the folks i'm gonna be a bit of a geography buff like where is that what's it squish between it's a stone's throw between franklin idaho and smithfield utah it's yeah right on that top border yeah, it's pretty much the last big town. The last town with like a gas station <laughs> in yeah. before Idaho that like is on the highway, of course. So yeah. Yeah. There's a little diner, a little greasy spoon. Apparently there's a bar in the back. I didn't I don't know. It's like a they don't say there's a bar. They don't talk about it, but there is one. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. But uh they got the Russell burger. And it's a uh, remember the ham and cheese sandwiches they used to have in like 
school lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, They're like in like the tinfoil yep, thing up. or whatever. Yeah. They basically like make a burger with a bottom bun. And then when they go to put the top bun on, they just put one of those sandwiches on. And it's delicious. And that's for <laughs> Russell in town. I guess there's a dude named Russell. <laughs> He's like, yeah. On the burger. yeah. All right. Well, that does sound good. I have made a grilled cheese burger before where it's two grilled yeah. cheese sandwiches and just a burger in the middle. Yep, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, found it. Here we go. Bad news. Bad news. you ready for the bad news yeah like i said last week uh we try not to get like really bad news we're not trying to depress you so i just went and found a you know something a little light bad news but hopefully if i find really good news we'll share that but the bad news is netflix lost viewers for the first time in 10 years and says password sharing is to blame so Netflix has lost 200,000 U.S. subscribers in the first quarter of 2022, marking its first drop in customers in more than a decade, the company has announced. It attributes the losses to factors such as stronger competition, the Ukraine-Russia conflict, and password sharing. I'll stop right there and say they lost 700,000 I think with the Ukraine-Russian conflict because they left Russia. Yeah, like that was their, they did that. Yes. I think (laughs) they can handle 700,000 viewers a loss there. But anyway, I just, I find it funny how companies and all that blame that these days. Couldn't possibly be because they're making too much money. But uh, in a letter to shareholders, the entertainment company said it relied on password sharing within households to fuel growth early on. Hmm. But that in addition to its 222 million paying subscribers, there are now an estimated 100 million households using someone else's account. We really see that second. We really see that second group is a tremendous opportunity because they're clearly well qualified. Netflix chief operating officer oh. Greg Peters said during Tuesday's earnings call. And so now our job is to better translate that viewing and that value that those consumers are getting into revenue. Last month, Netflix said it won't ban password sharing, but it plans to start charging for it. It will be testing the change in three countries, Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. How nice of them. Oh. For 2,380 Chilean pesos, $2.99 US dollars, and 7.9 Peruvian sol, respectively, users can add up to two profiles. So Netflix forecasts it would add 2.5 million customers this quarter, but lost 200,000 customers and that figure excludes, yeah, the 700,000 in Russia. So, huh. what are your thoughts, sir? Well, I feel like they've, they've, had, they've had their run of the market for so long. They've 
like all that's happened is they're not gaining subscribers it sounds like it's like but yeah but you have 220 million people paying you five dollars a month like you're fine <laughs> and yeah you're getting more competition welcome to the market you know now that you have competition yeah you're gonna lose especially when you don't finish shows and <laughs> yeah take all the good shows off the off your platform you know well that is the that's kind of the rub to me is that they were like yeah password share early on to grow our business so they were cool with it at one point yeah. and i remember early on like you know when netflix just would mail you dvds uh-huh like i was like that's goofy i would never do that it's like maybe i'll do this red box thing and then my dorm roommate nate uh he uh am i getting his name right yeah 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 for some reason that struck my ear weird um he had netflix on his laptop mm -hmm. and then he would watch stuff occasionally and i was like oh yeah okay streaming and like it, that's what it first kind of clicked with me and there's just a glut of stuff on netflix that i don't give a fuck about and then it, they slowly started adding, you know, like the occasional movie that I was into. And then, I don't know, I'm trying to think like Stranger Things might have been the first like Netflix series. Like I was like, oh, yeah, I'm into that and I'm going to like binge watch it uh -huh. and all that stuff. And part of the the whole thing to me is it's like you want to be able to talk with other people about Stranger Things or whatever else like Ozark so on and so forth so you want to make sure they see it so with my buddies who shall remain nameless i'll be like hey why don't you use my netflix account and you've watched that show yeah. and then we can like catch up and watch it and then they're like hey okay like uh i don't know thanks and it used to just be netflix but nowadays i think a lot of people like each pay for a service yeah and then they all kind of just it's like a password orgy yeah they all just like get in the middle and like oh yeah let's binge in a puddle you got a hulu i'll give you my hbo dude i hear you can't get rid of hbo after you catch <laughs> it though like there's no treatment but i don't know so it, it was interesting that it's like yeah you knew it at the beginning and you used it to grow your business and now that you're like ow like they don't like us as much like we're taking that away and it is kind of a minuscule charge but they also have like upped their prices to like what is it 15 or 20 bucks now i don't oh, currently yeah, pay see, for netflix I, i'm way behind i was saying saying five bucks i forgot how much they've upped it so yeah oh yeah they keep throwing it on fine. there and well I think, yeah. go ahead i just feel like the internet's just waiting for them to like do something like that and then like i think they're gonna lose so many subscribers if, like once that comes here you know hopefully those in those countries those three countries i'll just drop them yeah show them who's boss that's what the market's about <laughs> i i can't remember if it has a particular name but it's like uh the passive income of paying for it every month if it's uh -huh. like even if it's not your main thing you're just like eh, just keep it on you know like and especially if it's like yeah my buddy he watches it so yeah i'm not gonna cancel it he's 
he uses it more than I do or whatever. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, as soon as they announce this, if the person who's currently sharing theirs with me is just like, dude, fuck that. I'm not paying more. I'm just canceling it. I'm like, all right, guess I don't get Netflix. Yep. And then, I mean, I think that's kind of where we're moving towards with all these streaming services is unless you're, yeah, like rich or at least upper middle class or something to have all the streaming services, it is equivalent or maybe even more than a cable bill. Uh huh. So it's like, it's become that. And so I currently only pay for HBO Max. And it's like, yeah. that's the one where I'm like, I want that because there's always stuff on there that I want to watch. Uh-huh. And HBO content that's just not going to go anywhere else that I want to catch up on, like a lot of really great shows that it's like, I haven't even got to yet. And everything else is canceled, but it's like, yeah, when you finally decide to release stranger things i'll turn it on for a month and watch that and then turn it back off you know what i mean like it's it's like essentially paying for a movie ticket i was like i'll binge watch ozark and then turn it off and it's like if i gotta pay for a month i'll pay for a month you know but yeah if you keep up password sharing and all that stuff it creates the incentive to like just keep it on but like in the, you know, the chat comments on this article, when I saw it pop up, um, you know, the debate became really similar to the music downloading argument, which I'll admit, if you if you break it down to just pure, are you stealing something? I don't know if I feel completely like 100% that it's like innocent to password share. But I think it, it is just the nature of the game. Like, and I think that they can handle it. And I think that they're aware of that. Uh -huh. And it's like good for their business to share. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, I think, I think it's fine. You know, um, if they really, if they ever cared, they could make it so you can only use it with one, like one login at a time. That mm. would be the thing. Cause then it wouldn't matter how many people you shared the password with only one person can watch at a time and maybe make it so you can set the primary ip mm -hmm. or whatever you know something like that well and that yeah. is where it gets yeah. a little goofy because it's like say you come out and visit and you pay for disney plus and you're like oh hey let me pull up my disney plus exactly. so we can watch that thing exactly. then it's like what screen are you on you're like shut up disney but exactly uh, one of the arguments if i can remember it one dude was like well it's it's like when you had a cd back in the day you bought the cd and it wasn't illegal for you to burn that cd and give it to a friend so yeah. then but then if you put the cd up on the internet and shared it with everybody then that's that's piracy and it's like i get that like the difference between those two things but then yeah. this other person was like, no, it's it's not like that. You're not buying a movie. You're buying a service where the content shifts. And it, it, was, it was somewhat of an interesting debate. But I just think it's a, at the end of the day, 
uh, you know, bad news, dumb move by Netflix and just even the phrasing of their stuff. Like, what was it? It was like, we, we really see that second group as a tremendous opportunity. <laughs> like, just yeah. shut the fuck up. You're pissed at that second group. Yeah. It was like, God damn it, pay me money. Yeah. And, uh, and you said it earlier, finish your fucking shows and have some good content. Yeah. Like nothing that starts on Netflix, like eight out of 10 of them like suck. Yeah. And then the two that are good, you're like, I don't know if I want to start that though. Like, let's see if they finish it first. Like yeah. I'm still really butthurt that they just dropped mind Hunter. Did you ever watch that one? Uh-uh. And that might have been more on David Fincher, the producer of the uh, show. Yeah. And like they were planning season three and the budget was going to be even bigger than season two, which was pretty big. Oh. And they're like, um, it's indefinitely like on hiatus, meaning probably canceled, but you never know. And uh, yeah, it was just like, it was such a bummer because it was just like the beginnings of serial killer profiling in the FBI, the dramatization of that. It was like really good. And then it's like, well, well, it's it's just done. And you're like, well, okay. (laughs) So like right now, I know some people have kind of fallen off of it a bit, but I really love Stranger Things still. I'm going to try to watch that. I have a really good memory of sipping whiskey and watching that with Corey. Uh, July 4th, we like binge watch the whole season. There you go. And just watch fireworks out the window. Nice. And uh, which was cool because in that season they had like the July 4th fireworks theme. Oh. So it's like it all kind of vibed. <laughs> but uh, and then finish Ozark. And then after that. Oh. It's like, unless it has something like it has Better Call Saul right now. Yeah. Like, that's uh, that's all I use it for. Otherwise, pretty much after that, I try to occasionally check in on those MCU um, Star Wars shows on Disney+. And when those aren't happening, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Disney. And so I just have my HBO and youtube there you go occasionally rent a movie on amazon if i really need to and yeah that's nice i mean that's the other thing too is uh i had my amazon prime which i put on pause because the yearly charge was about to come back around i was like "Eh, i'm not quite ready for that chunk to be taken out so i'll just put it on pause Uh. but i will say that amazon's content is a good contrast to the other streaming services in the sense that you can watch like halloween three yeah or like uh chud which is like cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers oh yeah it's like all that shit that's just like all right b movie schlock half-ass weird 80s horror movies amazon prime like thanks for covering that so anyway to move on to good news though which stays in the same theme is cnn plus will shut down a month after the streaming services buzzy (laughs) launch have you even heard of cnn plus no 
I hadn't either. And even the title was uh, like their buzzy launch. Aren't don't they mean buggy? And it's just somebody writing at NPR that doesn't know the lingo. I mean, maybe they thought there was a buzz, but a buzz would mean we would know what it was, probably. Yeah, buzzy launch is like it's good. Like <laughs> people are hearing about it. That's a good point. I didn't even I think about it. You mean Paramount Plus? Why did they? Why did they? Why is everybody just using Plus? Because it's it's it it works. It's in terms of branding, it's like uh, you're not. It's not jumbled. You know. It's like CNN illumination, <laughs> like like whatever it is, just that plus. It's like you get in that plus stuff. Huh. So I think it's just okay. Everybody's ripping off Disney, and uh, yeah. well, because it's like HBO now used to be HBO Go, and there was a lot of confusion. It's like, wait a minute, my HBO Go is that going to cross over to HBO now? Well, now it's not going to, but if you get your go, that's not going to work on your PS4, but the HBO now will. Now? now you know, it's no. like, who's on third bullshit? <laughs> so it's like, let's just all put pluses at the end and not be confused. Yeah. But yeah, they, CNN Plus, the cable news network streaming platform, is shutting down on April 30th, just one month after its buzzy launch. They doubled down. Yeah. According to an internal memo obtained by NPR, management decided to shutter the new service following a merger between Discovery and CNN's parent company, Warner Media, earlier this month to form Warner Bros. Discovery. The decision to shut down CNN's subscription offshoot platform aligns with Warner Bros. Discovery's direct-to-consumer strategy. According to the memo sent by CNN's incoming CEO, Chris Licht. Ooh. Bad name. I feel like we're going to be hearing that one more. <laughs> and uh, an audio recording of an all hands meeting on Thursday afternoon held by Licked. In a complex streaming market, consumers want simplicity and an all in service which provides a better experience and more value than standalone offerings, Licked wrote. So mm-hmm. he's just like pushing it off, but this is good news to me because I think we've discussed this before. I don't even think we should have 24-hour news at this point. I think it's toxic. Like, first of all, you have the internet. So any biggest thing that happens at like 2 in the morning, it's like you could get a little alert that says like, oh, this plane crashed here. And you're like, oh, my God. You know, and you get a quick little update on your AP press or whatever. Yeah, but like in general, the guy at the desk breaking down the news of the day, I think we should go back to like one hour. Yeah, and then maybe right after that, there is something that's more like a think piece, like sixty minutes. Uh huh. Like they really do a deep dive into a subject, maybe. But yeah, it's like the twenty-four hour news cycle has led to the partisan bullshit we see today yeah because they have to sit at that desk and they're like well we got to get viewers for an entire fucking day so let's scare them piss them off how about hey confuse them (laughs) so yeah like we'll just push propaganda 
been great. And, oh, that's actually a great idea. A bunch of politicians and corporations say, and then just funnel money at them to spew their shit. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to that. Like maybe people back in the day were a little less informed, but uh, in general, I think if you take in the internet aspects, I, I think that that might be healthier for us to be a little less informed by our televisions and like think pieces. Yeah, It's just like, yeah, it's like, unless you really want to know about the conflict in Ukraine, I don't think your like daily news consumption really needs to beat you over the head with it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're just a human being trying to get through life, trying to get to work, try to stay positive, get along with your neighbors, go grocery shopping, all that shit. Yeah. So if you're just constantly in your ears, just like, what does the Ukraine conflict have to do with the 2020 midterm election? And just like, uh, just panic. Exactly. So I don't know. That is an interesting uh, thing, though, is the the balance between being well-informed and it's because it's just like sometimes you got to leave that shit alone because then sometimes you can have too much shit in your head Uh and it's just it just becomes a jumble there's something nice about like going back to world war ii and you just read the paper and yeah it might have been some fucking u.s propaganda bullshit so it is nice today that you can see through that stuff a little better but you're like, man, eh, all right, the war is moving east. Mm-hmm. Stocks and uh, family circus still isn't funny. Okay, good. Anyway, <laughs> back to hanging out with uh, my friends. Yep, that's the way. So yeah, that is our bad news, good news for this week. We are recording on April 22nd. So happy Earth Day. When was that? Two days ago? Not today. It is today. Yeah. I always get 420 and Earth Day jumbled up. Yeah. Makes sense. It started in 1970. Hmm. First Earth Day. And that's when we knew the country was falling apart. These fucking hippies. Trying to care about the world and the environment. Gaylord Anton Nelson started it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Lord uh, would never. No. Um, how much time you got, sir? I got about twenty minutes. So. Twenty minutes. Okay, we'll do music real quick. Take a nice little breather. <laughs>
it still makes me laugh a little. <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of that? Uh, I like the last part probably. Uh, 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 uh. I think I like the part where it kind of picks up and it sounds like Yoko's at like the aerobics gym, like that might be my favorite part. I'm trying to conceptualize the uh, the reduced version we eventually get to. <laughs> but uh, yes, as of right now, I'm still liking the whole long one. Yeah. All right. Music updates with me on my end. This is Friday, so this weekend will already be passed. But playing uh, Folk OMX this weekend with all, all these other fucking artists, like 300 musicians and fort collins Ooh. you just zip around town and try to see as much as you can it's like a week weekend long festival and okay. gamba Paws playing right at the end at the after party at the lyric theater should be a good time have some friends coming down to visit for it and it'll be busy busy but uh what upcoming nice. things do you have that maybe is after next wednesday um I'll still be doing the musical after mm-hmm. that comes out. So, yep, currently that is the SpongeBob. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. It's pretty. Uh, it's an interesting one. How's that been going? Uh, it's been a little, been a little rough. I'm sure How nobody so? in the theater company is going to be watching this, but just uh, they they made several poor decisions. This this I've decided this theater company they're pretty new. It seems like they need a they need a heartbreaker. They need a person that's just like no, you can't do that that's too hard <laughs> was the poor decision to make the spongebob musical completely serious <laughs> well it's not like a drama it's no, like they did oh. try to first of all that was just, it's actually doesn't seem like it but that's a really hard musical like it's harder than any other musical i've ever been a part of like mm. they have the just the folly artist alone is insane you know the person making everybody's noises when they walk and shit I'm like, what? Why? Why did you, why would you do that? I would have like been like, no, let's not skip that. They put the band up on the stage and then, but the rest of the orchestra is down in the pit. So we can't hear each other when like all shit's going. So sometimes, you know, we'll like end a song twice because the orchestra is like behind or ahead or something. Oh shit. Yeah. So stuff like that, you know, kind of alarming. Still haven't. I, I would say we still have not ever like mailed some of the things. <laughs> have you performed yet, or is this all rehearsals? No, it still? opens tonight. So oh. and we've, none of the rehearsals have uh-uh. really got been like spot on. You know, they've all had yeah. some things, but we'll see. We'll I've see. never heard of a folly artist before. That's just the sound effects guy, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Hmm. So. That's like my friend Emily's doing it at this show, and she's she's like a great drummer, so she's she's doing it. She's doing amazing, but like, man, so so hard. Hey, Emily, how you doing? <laughs> she married or something? Yeah. Oh, figures. <laughs> it was like folly artist. That's uh, yeah, that's intriguing. <laughs> like, Do you like water or orange juice, baby? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be fun with that 
Well, yeah, I think I'm going to try to hook up with a folly artist. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was fast. <laughs> Do the little slide whistle. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could think of more sound effects off the top of my head, but we'll, we'll move right along. Uh, I highly recommend everybody go look up Danny Elfman's Lollapalooza performance. Oh, that was yeah. a lot of fun. And my boy Wes Borland playing guitar in it. Yeah. Finally doing something that's a little elevated beyond the Limp Biscuit thing. Interesting combination <laughs> of uh, musicians and Indeed. good set. I enjoyed watching it live on the YouTubes. With that, yeah. new releases. Uh, I guess there's a new Primus track, like newer than the last one we talked about. I follow the fool. Oh. I haven't seen that yet. I'm sure that'll piss off the conspiracy theorists again, which is yeah. good to me. Uh, a new track from The Smile, Free in the Knowledge. Uh, let's see here. Oh, new release from Geezer. That's the Geezer Butler, the basis for Black Sabbath. Oh. You know, he's just some kind of grooving stuff. Interesting. And it looks like a new single from Bacow Rhythm and Steel Band. That's that oh, yeah. uh, steel drum band. Yeah. But... Yeah. And we had to get into that sometime. Do you know much about the history of steel drums? A little bit. We should do like a deep dive and talk about that more because I found it really yeah. interesting. But I want to do a little more research before we even oh. dive into it. Maybe we could do that on this other podcast I heard of. Uh, I don't know. Ah. We could do a five-part Jimmy Buffett special. Do a whole episode <laughs> on the lad from Trinidad. Oh my god, that reminds me. This is just totally like whatever story. Not really relevant yeah. to much of anything just because you said Jimmy Buffett. Um, yeah. I was driving with uh, Shockey like the other day. We are going to get breakfast on the weekend. Uh-huh. and he's telling me about some like stock thing and like how, like how the current market's kind of in a bubble and especially in regards to the housing market and some of the cryptocurrency stuff and just like yeah it's just like everybody's kind of like a lot of economists are worried that uh you know where it's where it's headed is that we could really be going into a really rough recession one that might even be worse than 2008 and I mean, apparently even, uh, you know, Jimmy Buffett's been saying it's going to go wrong. Uh, and, I was, and I was like, Jimmy Buffett? And I was like, he's really into stocks? Like, I didn't have, I had no idea. And he's uh, just like, oh, like, not, not, Ju- not Jimmy Buffett, <laughs> Warren Buffett. <laughs> it's just like, uh, okay, I've heard that name. Uh, I don't know much about Warren Buffett. Is he one of those uh, dudes that eats babies? I hear I probably him and George Soros play tennis, then eat babies after. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I assumed, but I was like, Jimmy Buffett. So I had no idea he's <laughs> such a buff on stocks. <laughs> hey. uh, anyway, that made me laugh. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Uh, how much time you got, sir? Oh, getting pretty close. What you think? Well, we could uh, do quick uh, movie thing or just go into this day in history and call it good. 
Well, how about up to you? I don't have any movies, so if you want to talk about your movies, you go ahead. Mm. I don't think. Did we talk about everything everywhere all at once? I don't think we talked about it on here. I think. I yeah, I don't think we did on here. Yeah. All I can say is that movie is one of the best movies I've seen in the last ten years. Nice. It made me really emotional. And it also made me laugh. Like its ability to go from like insane, hilarious, what the fuck, like uh-huh. to oh my god, that yeah. uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. and just like I was, we I went with Shocky, and we had couples sitting on either side of us, and so we're all kind of squished in there. Not really squished; they're nice seats, but. Yeah. You know, I I don't like to sit next to people in the theater. I like to kind of like perch up in the back mm-hmm. away. But that that was our only option. And uh movie starts, it's funny, we're all chuckling like and right from the get-go you're like fuck, this is going to be good. Like you can kind of just tell. Yeah. And um as some of the emotional bits start hitting, like there must have been seven times in the movie where like I'm like kind of doing that like sit up straight like <laughs> yeah yeah they're just like kind of holding it in like i have to like try to hold it in because otherwise i'm gonna fucking blubber yeah and then i can just hear the dude on my left like sniffling yeah i think shocky was playing it cool he's a tough guy <laughs> but i mean you know I, as i talked to him after it really got to him too but yeah it it is it's everything everywhere all at once the title's amazing it's it's basically a crazy kinetic kung fu cartoon that's also like a fam a really grounded family drama and it has a lot of amazing like chinese cultural elements which for me personally just got me even more into it It reminded me of living in hongzhou and like in college just when i was studying chinese history and uh yeah just culture hell yeah so I really don't want to say much else about the movie other than you should just go see it. Um, I don't think any prudes or Mormons or whatever listen to this podcast, but <laughs> I guess that's the only thing I could say is uh, there will be a warning. It is an R. There's yeah. some, you know, R-rated stuff in there. That's all, that's all I could say. Otherwise, everybody should see it. And uh, it was incredible. And there was like one third in, I was like, I have to own this movie. Like, how often do you say that when you see movies these days, you know? Yep. Like, I want a physical copy, like just sitting in my room that I can just throw in whenever I want. Yeah. But after the movie was over, it just felt like coming down from like a mushroom trip or something. I was just like, oh my God, like <laughs> I need a second to just walk around the house and like stare at the carpet and just breathe wow like kind of just hit me hard so highly recommend it and i guess we'll just we'll let that be the movie talk for today there we go i'm excited to watch it yeah if you can wait i'd love to watch it with you for the first time if not i understand gotcha (laughs) but uh with that let's get into this day in history all right we still need a man we need new sound drops and we need a thing i'll work on that all right, we got some birthdays first. Okay. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Woo. 
Robert Oppenheimer. Six, 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 the mark of the beast. Was he an asshole? Well, he like, made the atomic bombs. So he made that, arguably. but like, wasn't it like one of those tales of it's like, what have I done? Yeah. But he still so, did it. <laughs> so the 666 is more for the bomb. And I'll, I'll give yeah. him a. Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. But somebody might have eventually done it anyway. So. Yeah. Tragic figure, I suppose. Indeed. We have two Vladimirs, Nabokov and Lenin. <laughs> you have an opinion on them? Uh, Is Lenin the, the Russian one? I didn't realize yeah. his first name was like, well, I mean, probably, of course, he's Russian, but like yeah. the great leader, Lenin. Yep. I didn't realize his name was Vladimir. Yeah. The big name over there. I was about to be like, wasn't it John Lennon? Oh. Wait, nah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see, the Paris Agreement was signed. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, American football player Pat Tillman who left his lucrative NFL career to enlist in the Army following September 11th attacks, died in Afghanistan. Although it was initially reported he was killed by enemy forces, it was eventually revealed that he died in a friendly fire incident. I never. Heard what the that. hell is even that? Yeah. I was like, what? I remember that story. Yeah, I don't it was remember. Crazy. That. It's interesting. Yeah. Man, kids these days, they don't even know. <laughs> yep. That's fucking... 9-11 right into the Iraq war and then just the rest of Bush's presidency like Jesus Christ Wackadoo. you know what I'll say this is this might be controversial yeah is uh don't get me wrong Trump's worse than Bush but things that happened during Trump's presidency compared to things that happened during Bush's sometimes sometimes it was like Trump was so inept that nothing like could really like go off kind of like it did under Bush. Mm-hmm. And that's not a <laughs> hey, that is not a pat on the back for Trump. That's just you're yeah. such a fucking fuck up piece of shit yeah. that there was actually like, well, he did threaten this, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. Like, so that was like a perk to like Trump for some people. It's like, well, he didn't get us in a war. It's like, no, he just used the mother of all bombs in like the Middle East for some reason just to use yeah. it. it. Like, yeah, he did all kinds of dumb military things, but it was just, well, like he negotiated the shitty withdrawal of from Afghanistan. We totally should have left Afghanistan, but it should have been handled better and yeah. biden just basically had to go with what was already in place so you can't really blame him oh they, they tried. sorry you can't yeah, really blame yeah, him sorry <laughs> funny you can blame him for that one i i just yeah just get us the fuck out but anyway, anyway that's politics by the way yep well speaking of richard nixon died 1994 hmm 
I was about to air horn that, but I don't know if I want to. Here, we'll go with. Lord knows I have. There you go. Yeah. We need a Spiru. Spiru, you hear me? They're even recording and coming after me in the grave, Spiru. You know them. Um, during World War One, German forces introduced the first systemized use of chemical warfare using chlorine gas. Six, 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 the mark of the beast! Indeed. Also shitty, in 1889, by federal decree, white settlers were allowed into Indian territory, sparking a land rush involving tens of thousands in what became Oklahoma. The Sooners. That's what my girlfriend's mascot is, is those dudes. <laughs> Six, six. Okay. No, no, play. <laughs> we've been using it a lot today. Jesus, Earth Day's rough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've totally heard about those guys. Some fucked up shit. So. Hmm. It is interesting with, like, in terms of, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, synchronicity or whatever. It's like Earth Day, and then all this fucked up shit happened. But it's just like, ah, oh, it's the first nice, real nice day before summer and perfect time to test chemical warfare. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Well, Anything that's else? All, that's all the things for today. That's wow. That was a depressing one. Yeah. Um, well. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> Good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Although him in The Shining. Daddy, chill. <laughs> <laughs> all righty well yeah that was a weird note to end on but uh all i suppose is prog the the long arm of progress road of progress is long and hard it's always two steps forward one step back but be committed oh, to loving yourself and loving those in your life and try to love your neighbor but if you don't love them be kind yeah Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.
Welcome to 